0: episode number 10 currency for currency today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom is titled the price is right the question is will you win the bid or watch someone else walk away with your dream join us as we discuss the mmh factors and give you golden nuggets on how to cash in on your currency. We'll get to the point of making this old house your home and how to secure your bag. Let's get into it. Another KNOW series and part two of the buyer's checkoff list. Currency for currency y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is currency for currency, and this is the place where you get today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom. I am Nayosha and I am joined by no none other than the magnificent, the miraculous Miss wow. Mo Money.
1: Wow. Hello, hello, hello. Wow. Hello, hello, everybody. The crowd goes, wow, I wish.
0: They're probably like, what the <laughs>
1: Hello.
0: How you doing, Mo? Hello? <laughs> Is it me? You're looking for? No. I...
1: <laughs> no, they're not looking for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, how you do it? I'm very doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing?
0: <laughs> Mo, I am abundantly, abundantly well. Amen. Yes. You can't argue mm, with that. No. Guess what I read? I read something that was related to abundance, and it got me so hyped. So that's why I got that little energy. It says, abundance is a direct reflection of your preparation to live abundantly.
1: Mm. Mm. How about abundance of talents? (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Boom. You you need to stop. Boom. Abundance of talents. I love it. See, and this is why we're doing this right because there is so much abundance in you you the listener right now there are so many great ways that you can utilize your talents which is the topic that we're on right now because we're talking about what you know that buyer's checkoff list we're still continuing on with it how can you
1: the buyer's checkoff list that relates to purchasing a home which is probably be your biggest financial investment that you actually live in and need.
0: Absolutely. But it's your greatest abundance or use of your yes. talent. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. For most of us. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So let's continue on. We were up to bidding offer. Right. Bidding offer. You want to lead us in? yeah
1: so um bidding offer is what it says um i like to tell people if you see something that you like especially in the market that we are currently in which is a seller's market you need to uh, identify what you want and then when you see what you want take it on right there exactly. be prepared be prepared be prepared be prepared and then you put in the offer be prepared be prepared that <laughs> means have your pre-approval have your money right have that information over to your agent so when the agent makes an offer and i'm talking to you offer you agents too when i send out an offer it is so tight i have the the buyer's uh pre-approval what the terms how much they can spend on the house how much they can spend on the taxes mm-hmm um also um maybe a credit profile on them mm-hmm. so they even get more confidence in the offer but i also have their bank statements mm-hmm. of course i blacken out their personal information right. but you shows them that they have everything necessary to bring this deal to a full fruition
0: it's tight it's airtight oh, the end the end i've more. seen Okay, let sorry. me let me just say one moment for people that are tuning in for the first time. This is the second part of this wonderful gift. So if you've missed that first part, you got to go back and listen to the episode, the first episode, speaking about the buyer's checkoff list. So you can catch up on those points. So we're picking up from uh, the bidding offer. So go ahead, Mo. I just wanted yeah, to- Yeah, so there's a buyer's
1: checkoff list series, mm-hmm. and this is part two of, you know, there's part one, part two, and that's what- uh, now you just referring to. So yeah, when you're going to make an offer, not only do you have to have yourself, show yourself to be ready, be also ready for when the time comes that you can make an offer, but also know what you're doing in offer. Right. Is way I, I push that point is because if you're in a $550,000 or $800,000 neighborhood, and you see the places on for $625 or $750, mm-hmm. offer based on what what the value of the house is. And that, that can be helped with you with through the your realtor or your real okay. estate agent in case they're not a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, but offer is so important. It's so important because you do not want to offer the wrong offer. Um, and then the the you 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 alienate the seller. But I've seen sometimes where offer doesn't, uh, the listing price doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because this, I, and I asked the agent, I said, well, Where did you get this number from? They well, pulled
0: it off this guy.
1: The seller wanted that. They, they, they want to be able <laughs> to pay off their house and buy a new house in cash in Florida, wherever they're going. I said, But that's not that value related. So sometimes if I'm talking to you, the agent, you have to make sure that the numbers make sense and guiding your buyer and buyer you don't want to insult the seller and in all things you always have a a self um safe with a fail safe which is the 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 bank appraisal in case you bid it too high the bank appraisal pull you
0: back into the realms of reality okay so let me pull you back because that was a whole bunch of nuggets that you just put up in there right yeah so <laughs> layman's terms and no, all you good layman's terms. The bid and the offer is is basically how you get this process rolling with purchasing the house, right? You have to bid on a property and get it accepted by the sellers, which we'll get to in a moment, but the bid the offer that you make on this property needs to be tight your realtor needs to know what they're doing and they need to present your information in a fortified way that gets your offer accepted it's almost like you're going for uh, a job application right and you want to go to the top of the list right right so how do you stand out don't submit a lowball offer that you just you feel you don't want to give the sellers this this value because you want to get a, a sale right offer what the home is worth what you feel the home is worth what the comps are suggesting what you can afford and in other words if you cannot afford five hundred thousand dollars you should not be submitting an offer that is only 350. You shouldn't even be looking at that house. Let me just say that, that is 350. I've had people submit offers on my properties and they have not even spoken to the lender. The realtors have not even spoken to the lender to see that Mm. these people even qualify. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's very important and you as a consumer, need to understand what your realtor is submitting on your behalf in terms mm-hmm. of the offer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah. So, And I'll say even one more, you, you made me, you ignited something in my mindset. When we, say offer, when we say offer, we are also talking about negotiation. Right. And I want you to be clear. Some people think that the hardest part of purchasing a home is finding the right home. Mm -hmm. That's about 20, 25% of it. Mm -hmm. About 50% of the transaction is the art of placing the right bid and negotiating and getting the house. Mm -hmm. Finding a house, again, is not the hardest part of finding a home. It's actually finding it, negotiating it, and making the deal. That is the hardest people. And a lot of people do not know how to negotiate. You start talking with the attorney and, you know, you're getting to your emotions. And next thing you know, three, four
0: houses down, you're losing every offer. Yeah. Then you have to
1: adjust yourself.
0: I think I need to talk to my daughter. She's three and she's the master of negotiations. (laughs) I I tell you, she's like, you know, (laughs) she says. Says, mommy, may I have a cookie? She you know, sometimes she can get a cookie for pooping on the potty. And so I say you want one cookie? No, I want two cookies. Two cookies, mommy. So you yeah, have one cookie. No, I want two cookies. <laughs> right? <laughs> Same thing with the house. That like what is. you just said, the art of negotiation. Right. It is so important. Right. If your agent goes in and puts a lowball offer in the first time, totally pisses off the seller, you may not have a second opportunity to get in there. So make the right offer the first time, the first time offer bid, offer, got it done. Next step, lawyer, lawyer up, lawyer up.
1: Um, lawyer is what it is. A lot of, um, there's going to be people that are in areas like Philadelphia that don't use lawyers. Maybe even Connecticut that don't use lawyers. Consummate kind of a deal. Here in New York, we do. Connecticut so, uses lawyers. Oh, well, I apologize. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's Philadelphia that does it.
0: It's not a requirement. No. It's not a requirement. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, once you start this whole process, there's things that you should have already done, like get a pre-approval, like understand how much money you're gonna to need to bring this whole deal to full fruition. Like having a lawyer if you're in a, a state that requires a lawyer. Yeah. Those things you should already have in place. And and when you, you know, some people use union lawyers. Understand those lawyers. You know, they may just do real estate on Tuesdays. You're not every day. <laughs> I'm gonna do real estate. Return your phone call, for lawyer. Or you could use. You know, to make sure the lawyer is real estate
0: yeah make sure the lawyer is real estate absolutely you know I actually have a a great interview that I did on uh, YouTube with a Connecticut attorney Mm. and it's such a great um, episode where he just goes through there are two parts to it. He goes through all the steps involved in purchasing because it's really intricate. and a lot of people when you talk about deals, they want to get a foreclosure or you know uh, a short sale because they think they're getting the best value. Not understanding everything that's on the back end, right? That is so different than a regular residential transaction. And when we talk about lightning speed, you need to be ready. You need to be ready on day zero, T minus 20 for a
1: foreclosure property. Exactly. And to your point, the ones that we have that are the, um, the government, straight from the government website that we use you make that offer and you get accepted off. You have 72 hours Hello. to both sign that paperwork, sending your down payment and it be received by the other office. Right. I don't mean 72 hours. So hypothetically, if you find a place on um, June 1st and they send out on June 2nd that you have the pre-approval and you have the deal it's your deal. They you accepted have, the offer. Right. You have to, the third, fourth, your paperwork has to be in the other office by the fifth. So if you find it on the first, put in the offer, you get the accepted offer not, uh, notification on uh, June 2nd. That's the example. By June 5th, at mm-hmm. 5 p.m., you have to have the contract signed, which is printed right. out in the computer, Right. the down payment right certified funds right in the mail into that office in 72 hours right then you have 30 days non-negotiable if you cannot perform they're taking your down payment oh yeah so a lot of these people you know you want the deal everybody wants a deal Mm -hmm. but every deal is not a foreclosure deal that's a whole nother segment as a matter of fact we'll speak about that more for so much time because I do buy um, foreclosures and flips yeah. and cash and yeah, this great business. Yeah. But you have to have a lot of money and you have to have someone that really knows what you're doing. Absolutely, and we'll talk about that later. So yeah. absolutely,
0: we'll do a foreclosure and a short sale. We can demystify the short sale because that's a whole, that's a brain in and of itself. And you know, I love, I love my short sales. That's my baby, right there. Yeah,
1: and you know, I like to buy and flip.
0: Oh yeah, that's oh, my yeah. baby. As your Little baby, baby. <laughs>
1: that's
0: I love it. All right, so we lawyered up. We got our bid accepted. Right. And that's, that's where
1: we at we accepted offer yeah so after them. you bid
0: mm-hmm. and you have an attorney
1: once you get that accepted offer that's when you have to you everybody has come to terms you've made your offer the seller has accepted your offer mm-hmm. now this is what's going on you need to hit the ground running
0: not mm-hmm. like oh right it's not time to relax it's not time to relax don't go sitting on a toilet nowhere you gotta move no no. it's time to move time to move It's time. you're gonna gonna need all that information we just
1: said before in regards to the um the the purchase um, memorandum purchase memorandum The purchase
0: memo. (laughs) That's all right, girl. (laughs) That's all right, girl. You got so many thoughts flying around. That's okay. The PM, we call it. The PM. Purchase memorandum. So when you hear us refer to it, it's the PM. So what is the PM? This is the document. That the realtors create your realtor creates and sends over all of the, your pertinent information, your attorney, your address, the your terms, legal name, legal, legal name, and the terms that you agree to, so that they then put it on one consolidated form and it goes to the seller's attorney and it goes to your attorney as the purchaser.
1: Time to translate. So what Nyosha is saying (laughs) is that you have whatever your legal name on your license is, your full legal name, if you have an L, if you don't have an L, if you have a senior or junior behind your name, that information and whoever's going to be on the mortgage uh, should be on the purchase memo. But also... What was accepted offer? Oh, we accepted $675,000, but we want $25,000 down at the closing. So the pertinent information is your name, your legal name, whoever else is going to be on the mortgage with you, your attorney's full information, including their email address, um, what's the terms of the offer, um, is there going to be money back at the closing, is it going to be 5% down, 10% down, all cash? That is the pertinent information that Nayo should just referred to. You can go on. I'm just translating.
0: I appreciate I appreciate you taking my uh, Espanol. Right. Maybe it was Mandarin. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and, and so that information is then emptied into the contract of sale. Right. And we'll we'll get to that in in another part. But that's why that information is needed for people thinking, well, why do they need my full name? Why do they need my address? Why do they need this? The attorneys need all of that information so that they can prepare contracts of sale and then closing documents, etc. But we'll get to that in a moment. Right.
1: The contracts of sale is a legal document. So it's this time that you should have all of pertinent information, and it's reduced to writing. So you look at the purchase memo you're, you're, you're as a blueprint. you're skipping ahead.
0: Wait, wait, hold on, hold, hold fast. You're skipping ahead. You're the purchase about... memo. We no. talking about purchase okay. memo. Okay. We, we're talking about purchase memo, but don't get too deep into the contract because we're skipping ahead. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the purchase memo is a blueprint that outlines the entire deal, and it's sent out. To both realtors, one realtor, both attorneys, and then that way that everybody is under full understanding.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so you brought up something that's actually next on the list, which is closing cost. Closing oh, yeah. costs outline, the very important item on the PM. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Why this is this so seven. important?
1: Well, because I have people come in and say, you know, I, I got the down payment. I heard we can do 5% down and a $100,000 house. 5% of $400,000 is 20000 And that's a wonderful amount of money to have for right. a down payment. Right. But the, the there's closing. more money that's going to be needed through this thing called closing costs. And when you look at the closing costs, let's look at it as soup. There's so many things in this soup we call closing costs, like transfer taxes, Mm -hmm. like, um, you want to give one attorney fees. Very good. Mm -hmm. Back to me. Um, you have to look up title issues. Mm -hmm. Like title is when you want to make sure I'm buying this house, but I don't want to buy someone's old student debt or old car debt that's attached to the house that they never paid.
0: Right. So,
1: that in and of itself, you want to get so many things within the closing cost. Right. And generally, the closing cost is about five and six, six maybe 7% of the total purchase price. Right. So let me just bring that back into the scope. We're using 400,000. 400,000 and 5% down is 20,000. But mm-hmm. if you have closing costs of another 6%, then you have another $24,000 mm-hmm. above the 20,000 mm-hmm. showing that you need somewhere between 48,000 because you have 20 and 24 is $44,000 mm-hmm. to bring to the table. Yeah, your down payment is one thing, mm-hmm. but your closing cost is another animal all in itself and right. so many times I've seen people not prepared with that number because there's assumptions, assumptions by the real estate agent, the attorney, and sometimes even the mortgage person, oh, yeah. not letting them know, letting you know that you're going to actually need about 40000 for this 400000 hypothetical hypothetical purchase.
0: So rule of thumb is any purchase that you make, you should ideally think about a 10% number. 10% number to cover down payment and closing costs at minimum. Right, correct. Just think about 10%. Now, here's 10% some of them. Just, just
1: slow down for a second because that would be 10% if you're buying a condo or a townhouse, a a house, a multi-family up to, family. up to 3 families on a multi-family. Mm-hmm. Single family, but it's not the same case if you're buying a co-op. Correct. Because correct. Because some correct. co-ops say i need we want a minimum of 10 percent down
0: some say they some want some a minimum 20 percent.
1: some of them i've seen some in riverdale 25 percent down minimum right right then you have the down payment so what we're trying to just let you know that there's a down payment and then there's these transfer taxes that happen whether it be um a single family house a multi-family house a condo and and also in co-op world you Other fees that are going to be, you're going to be responsible for up and beyond the initial down payment. Absolutely, I would say about sixty to seventy percent of new buyers that come to me do not know this, and I am the one to have to educate them Mm -hmm. and slow them down so Mm -hmm. that you don't put down that proverbial twenty thousand dollars, and then you cannot, you don't, you can't, you can't get the money at the end you find out you know 20 days before the closing i need another 24,000 i don't have another 24,000 you will lose your money this is a serious serious matter
0: yeah and that's so one of the things that you brought up the prior episode was Getting your team in order, right? Yes. And if you get that far along this process and you just don't know, shame on you for not working with a lender that can advise you accordingly. Shame on you for not having a realtor that educates you properly. So, take your notes, ask questions, make sure you are the informed buyer and you follow these points in the checklist because you need to be prepared. There is some saving grace though here. And many people don't know about this and we need to under make sure they understand it. Sellers concession we're going to be on this all night. Well, well, let me just
1: say, <laughs> let me say in regards on the shame among you, the shame on you becomes if you hear this broadcast and you don't go out and interview, and I would even advise you to hire your agent. You, If you purchase a $400,000 house over the course of the 30 years, 360 payments, you will generally pay back two and a half times the value of that 400,000, which means you're not, you are, although you're purchasing the property at 400,000, by the time you finish with your third, 30 years, if you pay it, when you're supposed to pay it and you make 360 payments, you have, you've actually made one million dollars, nearly one million Mm dollars, if not more, depending Mm -hmm. on the interest rate in payments on that property. Mm Why wouldn't you get someone to help you navigate a navigate, <laughs> navigate? I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and that's what you need and if you, if your agent isn't um proficient in the language that we are articulating to you hello you need to find someone that's going to help you with this large investment i have had people that got this wrong and i'm I will name says like don't name names i won't name names Ooh. and they got you giving me the
0: holy ghost up in here <laughs>
1: had lost their down payments of over $30,000. And then came to me and said, look what happened. And I'm like, look at all the mistakes everyone made from your attorney to your mortgage person, to your real estate agent. Why would you, why is this this way? Right. There's a ton of problems. This thing started wrong. It ended wrong. And the only person that's going to be hurt in this transaction is you. Nothing happens to the attorney. Nothing happens to the agent. The buyer walks away with your money. Seller. No one gets hit. I'm sorry. The seller um, walks away with your money. No one takes that 25 dollars 40 dollars dollars $50,000 hit but you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a serious transaction and people get emotional about it. And it's so great to be emotional about it, but this is a huge investment. And if you get it wrong, you will pay and pay and pay. And hopefully you pay and you get it. Sometimes you pay and you don't even get it.
0: Hmm. Don't waste those talents. <sighs> don't, don't waste, waste that's those talents. That's way too much money.
1: That's, that's way too
0: money. Tens of thousands of dollars. Don't waste your talents. So getting back to the seller's concession, The reason that we're bringing this up is because there is some savings grace with closing costs, meaning that you can, if you do not have the full 10% as we're proposing, right? That five or excuse me, that six to perhaps 7% You need for closing costs if you don't have it or you don't have it all a seller's concession could be your way to afford the property so you have down payment you can meet that threshold but let's say you only have three percent to go towards your closing costs and your closing costs are going to be six percent in total now you should slow down for a second i'm slow i'm (laughs) (laughs) slow
1: Can we use a number? Let's use the number of four hundred thousand. Okay, Let's we say can use the four hundred, but let me give the right.
0: percentages first. Let me give the percentages first. But Come on, I th- Mo, I mo-, think mo-, mo- that- Whoa, 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 <laughs> Look, we're gonna do it both ways. We're gonna do it both ways. So, let me just finish this thought, Mo. If you have the down payment and you have your five percent, right, and you have three percent of the closing costs, but you need 6% of the closing costs, right? So now you only have eight. You're missing 3%. You can ask the seller to allow you to finance in your closing costs, the remaining 3%. What does that mean? It means you have to build the additional 3% Into your mortgage, and you pay those closing costs over time, right? So, there's a whole nother backstory to that because you have the house has to appraise and you have to be able to qualify for that amount. But the simple answer is you can ask for permission of the seller to allow you to finance in those closing costs. Now, Mo, you want to use some numbers, so let's go. You have your 400000 right?
1: Okay, so I w- I'm going to use the same exact um, lineage exactly. of talking that Niosha did, but I'm going to put it, <laughs> go get a pen, because percentage, 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 it really is for me. It's confusing. I think to a lot I of people. I do the numbers in my
0: head. It's, but that—that's unfair. But no, it's not. I mean, and listen, we're in a multifaceted world, right? People but our think your our way, people right. think your way, people think my way. We gotta give it to them both ways. It's the flavor. well. We're gonna
1: give it. I'm gonna give them to your way, and then I'm gonna put numbers in it. So that's if we if we're using the sample of four hundred thousand, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and we said we just said you're gonna need.
0: Uh, 10 percent
1: 40,000 40,000 but that would be you know fha three and a half four percent down plus six percent okay. closing All right. so i'm saying to you at uh four five percent down would be twenty thousand dollars right but you need another six percent mm-hmm. so six percent of twenty of oh, i'm sorry Four hundred thousand. It's twenty-four thousand. So Niosha's example is: if let's say you have twenty-six thousand dollars, is that not the example? You have twenty-six thousand dollars for this. Wait a minute. So for this, it would be five percent down. Would be twenty.
0: Right. And then then half of twenty-four. So
1: twelve. So let's say hypothetically you came to the. You're wanting a house for four hundred thousand you have thirty two thousand dollars yeah and this example five percent down will be twenty thousand which leads you to only twelve thousand dollars left well at six times four 24 you will need twenty four thousand dollars for the closing it has nothing to do with the twenty thousand dollars. the down payment and this sample of you having 32 and 20 going for the down payment you would have 12,000 balance left for your closing leaving you the closing needing 24,000 you would have 12 out of pocket that you saved but you have a 12,000 deficit you can now take that deficit and add it on to with the seller's permission 400,000 plus $12,000 and he said oh wow but now I have to pay off $12,000 you don't have so the $12,000 may only make your mortgage go up $48 a month so $48 is much more affordable for you to come up on a monthly over the course of thirty years, then you'd have to try to come up in the next thirty days. Okay, right. with twelve thousand. So right. basically, what Niosha is saying is, here's you have thirty-two thousand. You can still get the house because you don't have the
0: full um, forty thousand. Right. So so let me let me try and clean all that up because that was a whole lot of and so people that think in Mo's world, y'all got it people to think in my world here it is again you need 40 you only have 32 you are short eight thousand dollars how do you get this house without having the eight thousand dollars you can use the seller's concession which means you have to ask the permission of the seller to allow you to finance in this eight thousand dollars into your mortgage, so your total mortgage using Mo's four hundred thousand dollars sale price would be four hundred plus the eight thousand, so it will be four hundred and eight thousand dollars that you would be financing altogether. Eight thousand of which would be your closing costs included, right? And so her example is you would be paying perhaps $48 additional a month for this $8,000 over the course of 30 years. And it allows you to purchase the house without having a heart attack and figuring out how you're gonna come up with eight thousand dollars in thirty days or less. Right, it's eight
1: thousand not twelve. I also wanna say I didn't I mean, say I was, twelve
0: thousand. I said no, I, I
1: said twelve and I said I stand corrected. You, you wanna fight? Wow. Right wow
0: <laughs> No, cause you set up like the li- the lioness that you are. You set up like no. you want to attack. No. <laughs>
1: I set up because I realize there's another point. I get a lot of people (laughs) saying, well, my mortgage guy said I can do this. Your mortgage guy doesn't own the house. Stop it. Okay? It is, the word is seller concession. So you (laughs) go to a concession stand because you're going to go get something. Right? So who are you getting from? You're getting it from the seller. It is not. And you can tell your mortgage guy to call me because it's not your mortgage guy's decision to give you a seller's concession. It may be allowed by the company, but it has to be permitted by the seller. Permitted by the seller is because when you add this proverbial $8,000 or sometimes it's 10 or $15,000, there is a cap you cannot some banks say you can only borrow 50% of this concession of this amount of money. But when you borrow it, be very well known that you just told the seller, yeah, yeah, I know your house is worth more money, but I ain't right. giving
0: it to you. Hello.
1: I'm giving you $4,000 because I want to borrow this other 10 dollars $20,000 or whatever the number is in the form of a concession off the value of your house, sir. So you're actually telling the guy, sir... Your house is worth, ma'am, more money, people. <laughs> and the way, the only way this works is if the bank comes in saying, you know what, they're selling the house for 400. It will appraise for 48. It will appraise for 425 because you aren't ready. So now you're asking someone to actually give you equity off their house in the form of what you call a seller's concession, and it must praise for this additional amount. And I had people say, I don't want to pay $425. I'm like, can you come up with another $25,000? It's a yes or no question. If you can, then you don't have to pay. You don't have to put this $25,000 on top of the $400 that the seller is getting then right. just give us the 25000 If you can't, then it must be easier for you to maybe give up a cup of coffee or maybe not eating out twice uh, once a month so that you can afford this $35, $40 that you have to pay because you don't have all the closing costs.
0: Hello. Closing costs. Oof, you Ooh. are so right. We could yeah. stay here all night. All night. But I think that is more than a mouthful to digest way for more. tonight so nugget upon nugget upon nugget bidding lawyer accepted offer PM and closing calls y'all you got your notes you got your notes you got your nuggets you got your you better act right from Miss Mo Money she's still sitting <laughs> up she, <laughs> I told you you look like you were on the attack but now I see why <laughs> <laughs> she's mm. passionate about that, but it's it's very true. It's very serious, and you know when someone is a, a veteran, a seasoned veteran in the business, so like Mo is. I mean, she's been around and she's seen it all basically and she's so vastly knowledgeable when she speaks about this stuff it's because she's passionate and she has seen these things both I've fortunate very and unfortunate, unfortunate. yeah yes.
1: and, and you know what i would hate to see anybody's dream
0: mm-hmm. of
1: owning a home right turn into a financial nightmare absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. Ugly. ugly, And that's why I'm on top of it. And that's why we're giving you this list. We are speaking to you in regards to the pamphlet. You will have the pamphlet as a guide. It's a gift that we're giving to you. But we're speaking to you more in depth about the, the different paragraphs and points within so you can understand and make an informed decision and not lose your money and actually buy a house.
0: Absolutely. And there's so many other things. I mean, we can wrap into it. I can talk to you all day about the credit side too. Oh, what you yes. to do when you're purchasing. There's just oh. so much more. So we're going to get you guys there. We're going to get you right. Keep tuning in and taking your notes so that you can be an informed purchaser right it's time to make your talents work for you it's time to invest in you yes it's time to be abundantly living and thankfully living right thankfully living thankfully yes yes awesome so We want to hear from you. You know how you can reach us. You can email us. Currency for Currency. Let us know what questions you have for more money. Let us know what questions you have for me. And support us. Subscribe, like, share this podcast with your friends. You can also subscribe and support the podcast right on our page. Um, It keeps us going. Keeps the topics flowing. And... Listen, just keep on coming back. Right, Mom? Listen, if
1: you have any questions, absolutely. Come on back. Ask us questions. We respond to questions. Mm -hmm. Um, A teaser for next week is The Engineer. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. You want to Ooh. talk about that? Actually, that may be the whole segment. Oh my god. It's number eight on the list. <laughs> the engineer. The home
0: inspection? That's Ooh. major. That's major. The stories. Major, major the stories. And speaking of, just thanks to the listeners and for the feedback that you've given us thus far. It's really been um, amazing. So amazing, yeah. I look forward to discussing the stories of the engineer. And discussing more with you thanks mo money thank
1: you thank you guys for your time appreciate you
0: all right good night good night hey thanks for joining us today we brought you the dollars and definitely the cents so you could cash in on all your MMH factors. So come on back, grab more nuggets, and get your mind, your money, and your home all addressed in one place. It's currency for currency, y'all. See you next time.